Five, four, three, two, one. We're in the pipe. Five by five. This is the Five on Film podcast. Hello and welcome to Five on Film, the podcast where we break down the top five in the world of film. I'm your host, Paul Cree, and joining me again are four of my colleagues. Chris. Hello. John. <laughs> oh, what, what, what's that? Matt. Um, hello, everybody. <laughs> You're being a bit weird. And Ollie. Hello. I must have missed the note for this one. That's what two weeks of horror films does to you. It does, it does. Um, well, uh, that, that's a little insight into, into the, today's topic. But before I go into it, um, let's tell everybody how the show works. We, uh, we're going to start with three rounds. Nomination, elimination and ranking. Uh, first, we're each going to nominate a film that we deserve, that we think deserves to be on our top five for this week and why it should be there. If two of us agree with that person, it's going to make our initial list and we're going to go on until we hopefully have seven films. Once we have our seven, we're going to eliminate, decide on two films to remove, giving us our top five, and then we're going to rank them. And that'll give us our definitive five on film for this week. Um, today's topic is a first for the show. This week's episode, we're going to tackle a genre and we're going to go with haunted house movies. Um, hitting the horror genre. Um, we actually decided to haunted house in inverted commas, um, we're going to say any any building or structure that is haunted, has supernatural, demonic possession, anything, ghosts, anything that falls under the, uh, the weird stuff happening in a building um, is our haunted house topic for today. Um, this is, uh, I'm going to, I'm going to preface this with, uh, I, I'm not a horror aficionado. I, I don't, I don't wouldn't say that I have watched many horror films um, but I came up with a list relatively easily so I don't know what that is uh, that th th some horrors have snuck through um, but this week we're going to start out with Ollie give us a first haunted house movie that deserves to make it on our five on film like you Paul this, this isn't my bag but horror movies uh... Um, I've got a very like vivid imagination, so um, it, it, it doesn't take much to kind of scare me. Like all, all the kind of the suspense and the build-up just just gets to me, and I, I can't kind of I, I, I can't really enjoy that kind of movie. Maybe it's because I grew up living next to um, a graveyard. My mum and dad's house is down a lane next to a graveyard, so when I'd kind of go to Cubs as like a eight nine year old kid I, I brought myself down the road um and like sprint past sprint past the graveyard just because it was dark and like creepy and spooky and particularly if it was like a uh, the moon was out and it was a misty night so yeah um horror movies and like uh, ghost story movies uh, aren't particularly my thing however i for this podcast i i did um, jump straight in and um, there's quite, quite there is more than I thought, like you and that I'd watched over the years, but there was quite a few more recent ones that I hadn't seen. 
Um, so I think I probably watched the scariest movie I'd ever seen the other day, and that's going to be my first nomination for the list, The Conjuring. Um, so set in the 70s, um, and it follows the paranormal investigators, um, the Warrens, Ed and Lorraine Warren, who are played by Patrick Wilson and Vera Farmiga. Um, and it starts with them speaking to uh, two college girls about a creepy doll called Annabelle. And then it kind of jumps away from that and then it goes to like the, the typical kind of haunted house trope. Uh, a, a, a family have kind of moved into a new house. Um, and this one kind of struck a call with me because it was a, uh, a mum and a dad's and they had five daughters. So I've got three daughters. So their daughters were kind of all different ages. But um, yeah, that, that kind of struck a note with me. And I think this, this movie, the, what, the reason it deserves to be on the list is that it's kind of taken all those kind of haunted house movies and all that kind of classic horror jump scares and that kind of suspense buildup. And it has absolutely nailed it. it, it I, I was kind of squirming watching it there's there's um lots of kind of various mirror scenes and kind of creepy old um kids toys and 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 every time there's one of those you're just expecting to see something kind of in the in the background or kind of something come into the focus that you just don't want to see and it got me every single time it got me um i I, I was genuinely kind of worried for this family. Um, obviously, there's there's a basement that they didn't know there was going to be there, and it was all boarded up. So obviously, they kind of they they kind of tear down like the the boarding and, and get and kind of go down and like investigate the basement. But obviously, they they haven't got a torch, they haven't got a lamp, they've just got a, like a box of matches because that's that's what you do in a horror movie. You, you don't you don't switch the light on. You just take a match. Um, yeah. I mean, I just thought it was so, so well done. Um, so I think I think The Conjuring um, deserves to be on the list. Nice, nice. Um, I'm going to throw this open. Uh, John, do you agree or disagree with the Ollie on The Conjuring? Well, as, um, as with Ollie, um, I also watched this for the first time for this podcast. And um, I agree wholeheartedly that James, James Wan, the director, and uh, Jason Blum, the um, of Blumhouse Productions, who just seen they have just excelled in trying to get these films made as beautifully and as sharply and on right on the emotion, and they know exactly which scare button to press next, and you really don't know. If it's going to happen, let alone when. So, all the way through the film, you're feeling this huge build-up within you. Um, and um, I, I actually have a few a few um, Blumhouses on my list, and I, I think I think it's actually a a uh, pretty good example. So, yeah, I'm quite happy for it to go on the list. Nice, nice, Chris. What do you think? The Conjuring is it making it? Uh... Absolutely, yes. Uh, the, despite there being no sex, no gore and no swearing, uh, the film proves that you can create a terrifying R-rated film on scares alone. Uh, it's, it's fantastic. Um, 
it's beautifully shot. Uh, it looks very authentically seventies. Um, it uh, it's it's spawned seven films. Uh, uh, yeah, it's it's terrifying um, and and brilliant. They couldn't they couldn't get a PG thirteen rating despite there being uh, none of the the um, tick boxes for it. Um, and it, it was an R-rated film because it was so scary. Wow. Yeah. Matt, are you, are you going along with this? Uh, it, it doesn't make any difference, really, anyway, does it? Um, no, it's made it. We've already hit Would you agree? I, 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 I do like The Conjuring. Um, uh, I, saw, I saw it at the cinema, uh, and I've watched it again maybe a year ago. I was doing the rounds um, with a friend at work. We we often sort of like post uh, recommendations to each other about horror films. I'm not an officiator, as as Ollie said, he's not. And Paul, you said not. But I do I do like a good scare. You know, if if it will get me. And I think I have, over the years, I've been 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 slightly desensitized to horror films. So uh, you know. Like someone who can take a thal curry, I can probably take some pretty <laughs> pretty strong um, horror movies. Um, so yeah, the country it is it is it is beautifully shot. Um, it's it's sense of place uh, in the seventies. They've done very well with the production design, as usual with with these productions involving James Wan and um, what was the producer's name again? Um, uh, Jason, Jason Blum. Jason Blum. Yeah, Blum has yeah. productions. They. Um, they, they do fantastic sound design. It's always remarkable in all of their films. You know, you can, you can never fault them for that. Um, but no, I wouldn't have put it in because I think there is a, a scarier uh, James Wan film, um, which was a scarier film even than this, and it was a PG-13. Um, so, so someone may already have it on their list, but uh, um, if... if, if <laughs> If Ollie hasn't seen the one that, that someone might mention later on, then um, you know there might be another. I don't think I could hack it. You can, uh, <laughs> you know, but it's PG thirteen. But honestly, trust me. Uh, yeah, I'm not going to watch it with the kids. Uh, you know. <laughs> um, yeah, for, for that reason um, alone, I think there's a there's a better James one film. Um, okay. But this uh, one, just just to just to go back. Yeah. Another reason that this makes it kind of doubly, triply scary. Is that it's based on a true story? Yeah. But the the, the Warrens were real life paranormal investigators. The, the Perrin family that, um, that that lived in this house. This was a real thing that happened. That this story is based on. Even the even the creepy Annabelle doll that kind of starts and um, comes back again like towards the end of the movie. That's a real story. And that if that doesn't send shivers down your spine, I, I don't know what does. Mm, it, it is, and, and the Warrens were. Um, if you actually do do a little bit of digging, <clears throat> deep diving on the Warrens, that they they did investigate, or the one of the investigates on the original Amityville um, haunting uh, and murders, which um, for anyone who doesn't know, were actually true. Um, yeah. And uh, there, there are several documentaries out there about the Warrens, um, and 
is it is it is it is there a country there's a isn't there a country movie coming out in, there is in the there next... is one coming out in a couple of weeks or in about a week's time so again yeah. again with the with uh, the warrens i mean they be, they became the central focus of the of the films didn't they really i mean obviously the scares are but um the warrens became the the central um uh, creative kind of uh, drive of the narrative uh, for the films yeah, it's um, told it's told from their point of view isn't it it's yeah kind of... and i think they take some of their the, the, a lot of the stuff is from their case notes isn't it yeah at, mm. at the end of the the film, just before the credits, uh, they uh, they get a call uh, from the the owners of the Amityville house and say, "Oh, we've got a case," because they reference it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, uh, like like um, John and Ollie, I, I watched this film for the first time for this podcast. Um, and I would say, of all the movies that I watched for this podcast, it was probably the most impressive of the bunch. Um, it did. It did give me a couple of good scares. Um, uh, it, it it wouldn't have cracked my top seven. I, I had a quick look at my ranking, my rankings, and I, I put it at eight. So it's just outside of uh, of my my top haunted house. But um, I, I'm I'm happy for it to be there. So with the three definite and one tentative from me, The Conjuring is the first film that has made it onto our initial list. So nice, good good recommendation, Ali. Um, Thank you. It's it's actually me next uh, going going round to uh, nominate, um, and I'm gonna put a film out there um, that I was really not expecting much uh, when I went to see this at the cinema, and was very very pleasantly surprised. Um, a movie starring Nicole Kidman called The Others, um, set in just after Second World War um, on Jersey. Um, she lives at home with her two young children um, in a big mansion and um, her, her house help has disappeared and um, some, some three random people turn up to uh, apply for the job to be their helpers and um, weird stuff starts happening in their house. Uh, things get moved around, her children start to say they can see another little boy in the house and it it feels very much like this family is being haunted um something you can tell that something nefarious is going on with these three random people that have, have come to uh to to stay and help at this at this house and um all the way through the house it, it has this eerie dark feeling about it um, that it's shot very muted. Um, the children are, are sensitive to light, so all of the house has to be covered up, all the windows have to be covered up. So a lot of it takes place either at night or in darkness. Um, and I think I think it's it's for a movie that was only rated 12 in the UK, um, it's it's got a lot of scares in there, a lot of a lot of jump moments. And Here's where I'm going to put the spoiler warning for anybody who hasn't seen this movie, and I would very much recommend you do. It, it flips the horror genre on its head. Um, the ending of this movie, I didn't see coming anywhere. Um, you feel that Nicole Kidman and her family are being haunted. And the flip side of this story is that they are the ghosts and they are haunting somebody else who has moved into their own home. Um, I thought that was a brilliant twist on this genre and being haunted and i think the others deserves to be on our list um 
going again. Let's start with Matt. Matt, what do you think of the others? Um, it's been many, 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 many years since I've seen this. I, I saw it originally at cinema. Um, uh, so I'm coming from a long distance on this one. Um, 20 years old it is. So. Yeah, yeah. A lot of, I, I, I genuinely can't remember um, much about it. I remember the, tra- the trailer um, that they uh, played on, uh, on terrestrial TV and, and in front of other films um, in the cinema. And I remember there being a, a particularly kind of creepy doll um, in my, am I right? In, in uh, one of the bedrooms, so there was, and it's wearing was, it's wearing a, a, a. Sorry, go on. It, there was an old lady who um, who who was wearing a white sheet, um, yeah. and and that's actually she look. It looks a little bit like a doll. She's the lady who's um, in in modern times is the uh, psychic connecting to Nicole Kidman's family of ghosts. So yeah, right, she was right, she was right. uh, she was the psychic that that her family could start to see because she was the connecting bridge. So, yeah, she was, and she did look freaky as. Yeah, yeah. it's it's really freaky. And I I remember being in the trailer and thinking, oh, yeah, this is is something that I'd like to go and see. Um, um, But I also also remember, I think they gave something away in the trailer. It was one of those... um, one That's of those trailers, yeah, where they where they actually give give part of the plot away, given that it's 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 it wasn't the 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 um the twist that, that you mentioned, but um I don't know. I don't know, Paul. Okay. Oh, oh to have a coin. Um I can't possibly no, I I, I can't go there because um no. I just haven't seen it for such a long time, mate. Okay, okay. Chris, the others agreeing with me? Um, it's my number six. Uh, nice. Yeah, so it's on the initial uh, list. <laughs> <laughs> I like to throw that at you, Chris. I, I've done that twice now. <laughs> um, I I watched it when it first came out, and I thought it was fantastic. I really liked the film, um, and uh, I loved the twist. Um, but I didn't watch it this time round. And other films, when I was thinking about my list, other films kind of popped into my head over the others. So okay. I'm, I'm going to have to sidestep that one, I'm afraid. Okay. John, The Others. Um, the Others has made, was number seven on my list. Okay. Okay. So it's, 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 around, it's a roundabout, but not quite making yeah. it, I'm feeling. Well, it's kind of a will they, won't they sort of sort yeah. of position, um, and yeah, it, no, no. Right. To be fair, I think it's really good. I think it's a really good performance by Nicole Kidman. It's re- she's really, really, she's really, really nervous. You can actually almost see the tension running through her. Now, I don't know if that's because Tom Cruise was uh, producing it for her. But it was, um, no, it was very much a, uh, it was a good uh, supernatural ghost story. Yeah. I'm going to say no on this time, because I just just think there are more more that we're going to come up with that might go on. Ollie, it hasn't made it, but but was was it there for you? It was. I mean, it was. It was. I, I don't know where it is on my list. Whether it's five, six, or seven, I've kind of got a little group that I wasn't sure which one was my fifth one. 
Um, but I, I think it deserves to be, I think it deserves to be on our initial list. I, I don't know whether we can convince somebody else that it does, but the, the, for the plot twist alone, oh my God, like, yeah, you didn't, nobody, nobody has seen that coming. And no. I think even if you knew that it's still, it's still a worthy movie to watch. And I, I don't like Nicole Kidman. Maybe it's her links <laughs> to her previous links to Tom Cruise. Um, <laughs> But in this movie, I, I thought she was fantastic. Probably like her best performance for me of the limited Nicole Coogan movies I've seen. But um, yeah, I think it deserves to be on the list. Uh, don't, don't you think the, the twist was a little bit derivative of, of a certain other film that came several years before in terms of, you know, someone's wandering around the entire film and then, oh, whoops, they happen to already be dead? Um, I think that... Just, just because of the setting, just the, the oldie-worldy setting, um, I, I don't think it's the same. I don't think it's the same twist. I, I get your comparison, yeah. but I, I think it's unique enough to not I, I uh, think it's more, be a copycat. I, I think it's more impressive that none of us saw the twist coming when that other film that hasn't been mentioned yet, but everybody knows from 1999 only happened two years before, and nobody saw this twist coming. I don't know that uh, it did. I didn't do critically very well, though, did it? The others, uh, as far um, as as far as reading about it, I don't, I don't. I don't think it did very well at the box office either. Um, no, I mean, I, think... I, I I enjoyed it. I mean, don't get me wrong. I do remember enjoying it. I, I don't. I usually remember the films more that I come out of the cinema hating than I do than I, I enjoy. They're the ones that kind of last the longest, which is a bit really sad. But um, yeah, I definitely did enjoy it. Um, but yeah, I, I, having done some research uh, over the last couple of weeks, and it, it did it didn't do particularly well, which is a shame given that yeah. you know it was quite a handsome <clears throat> film, and Christopher Eccleston's in it. He is, from, he you is know, playing as a, as playing her husband. Yeah. yeah, it's Soldier coming back from war. Yeah, yeah, it I remember is, that was a that was a pretty creepy moment. I remember that he yeah. kind of com, comes out of the like down the driveway or something, isn't he? Yeah, he's, he's kind of, yeah, he just, out of the mist. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, the others. I would recommend anybody watching, anybody listening. Um, it, it's a worth, it's a worthy watch, but um, it do, it doesn't, it doesn't make our list. So we're moving on. John, what have you got for us? What is, what is going to be the second film on our list? Okay, well, I'm going to go uh, right to the, uh, right to the top of my provisional short list and just say the Woman in Black. Oh. Okay. Um, oh. I, I think it is a, well. First of all, it scared the bejesus out of me. <laughs> um, and it's, it's very atmospheric. It's, um, it, it's, re- it's a really, uh, really black film uh, for plot. And, um, um, but I think the main thing is the fact that it's, the, it's atmosphere. It uses atmosphere tremendously. And it has excellent use of special special effects it 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 doesn't talking of another talking of another film like the haunting the remake with uh yander bond um that um that used a lot of special effects to kind of make the furniture move and it it didn't didn't really work whereas the one the one thing that's really impressed me with most of the films on my list is the fact that they they all all employ practical effects a lot, and uh, mm-hmm. with only 
the with the slightest hints of special effects just to tidy them up or just to enhance yeah and that's what i find about the woman in black it, it, firstly it's a heck of a shocker it really it really did um it really did scare me i think it, and i think it daniel radcliffe was really good walking around be, uh, de dealing with the woman and the end and the ending is what is one of the most tragic endings for quite some time i i think the woman in black should be on this list okay chris what do you think um it, it's it just uh again well no i can't even say that but, but um it it just wasn't on my list and it 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 uh, fell under the radar uh when thinking about haunted house films um i haven't seen it in since it came out uh and i i'm not a big fan of daniel radcliffe um <laughs> And I don't think it's much of a stretch for him to wander around a really old Gothic building looking in awe. Um, <laughs> so, uh, yeah, um, it's, uh, it's a pass for me. Okie doke, okie doke. Uh, Ollie, what do you think of The Woman in Black? I, I uh, yeah, I was scared. I mean, I've been scared by all of these movies. I watched Casper the Friendly Ghost with the kids, so, and that was fine. I was all right with that. Uh, no, no, the, yeah, the woman in black. Yeah, that was creepy as. Um, and it, it was, it, I think it was Daniel Radcliffe's like first kind of big role after the Harry Potter series. Um, and I, I, th I think they very deliberately chose like the same kind of color palette for the poster as the Deathly Hallows posters. Um, they were kind of trying to tap into some of that kind of Daniel Radcliffe, Harry Potter fandom. Um, but I, I don't think they necessarily needed to. I think, I think it was a good enough movie in its own right. They didn't perhaps have to play on that quite so much. Um, yeah, I'd, I'd, give it, I'd give it a vote. I'd put it on the list, nice the initial one. list. Matt, what 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 do you think of the woman in black? Did, were you a fan? Um, uh, I, I have seen it. Um, much like uh, Chris, it, it wasn't the first thing that came to mind um, when I was looking to do a little bit of back research on um, on some films to catch up on. Um, uh, in, it, it hasn't made at my list. Um, so no, I won't. I won't be putting on. But it's got great pedigree, um, and again, I do like a, a really creaky, old-fashioned throwback um, to those uh, uh, films of the nineteen sixties. You know, um, where where you're terrified by anything that that is wooden, <laughs> that is wooden and creaks, and yeah. you know, and there's dark, dark corners of giant houses and. Um, and it has it had oodles of style. I do I do remember having oodles of style. And you know, it, it, based on the book that it it, it was based on, um, uh, there, there's been plenty of uh, of uh, um, like um, what's the word I'm looking for? Uh, it, it doesn't come to mind at the moment. But it was, it was a, it, well, yeah. I mean, it's, it's had it's had a lot. It's had a lot of the book has sold a lot, hasn't it? You know, it was made into a stage play as well, wasn't it? If I'm right. Um, yeah. That, that was on the West End and stuff. So yeah, um, yeah I mean it's it's had a lot of I still can't think of the word. It'll come Adaptations. To me no, 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 no. We'd be at this all day otherwise. Oh, okay. um, <laughs> yeah, but um, no, no. I'm not going to put it on because um, just just very much for the same reason um, that Chris cited. 
Okay. It's just it wasn't on my radar. But again, another great movie that people should definitely search out. Um, um actually, um actually it was I think it was no, please correct. Mileage, mileage, mileage. That's the word I was looking for. <laughs> oh, mileage. The, the, books, the book's got good mileage. Yeah, it's got good mileage. Right. So, yeah. Um I also I, I actually think that this was also part of the resurgence of Hammer. Okay. I believe this is actually yes. Hammer, I believe Hammer it actually production. was. Yeah. Yeah, it was one I of the first right. ones, yeah, when yeah. They, they, yeah. they came back um, into um, film production. So it's come down to me, um, and I'm going to say yes. Um, it was, it, so it's made the list. Um, it, it was in and around my, my, the bottom of my, my films. Um, I, the reason why it would have potentially been a no and was on the cusp for me was because I saw the stage play, and... So knowing the story beforehand, I think possibly brought it down when watching it in terms of its scares. But I, I thought the film was very well made and the atmospherics. I do think Daniel Radcliffe was a little bit young for the lead in the in the movie. Um, uh, and I didn't buy him as he looked younger than he was playing. Um, but that being said, I thought he was he was very serviceable in the role. Um, I liked it. Um, and the 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 play will be the scared I've ever been most scared I've ever been in, in a London theater. Um, I, I think I actually raised about two foot off my seat when watching the play. Um, so it does, it does have scares in it. And uh, yeah, I, I remember, I remember saying to myself, this bit is coming in a second when watching the movie, because it, 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 it does have those jump scares. So just by the skin of its teeth, the woman in black makes our initial list. So there we go. Um, Chris, what do you think? Okay. One for the list. Right. Uh, because this uh, genre has got so many potential top fives, um, I'm going to have to go to what I consider to be the ultimate haunted house film and one of the greatest films ever made, in my opinion. Uh, and... Gentlemen, I ask you to check in to room 237 at the Overlook <laughs> Hotel. <laughs> I am nominating The Shining. Uh, it's uh, Stanley Kubrick's masterpiece um, starring Jack Nicholson uh, as Jack Torrance. And he uh, takes a job as a caretaker of uh, a, a big hotel that's closed for the winter. So he takes his um, long-suffering wife and young son, Danny, who turns out to be psychic, uh, up to the hotel for this, the winter, um, where he hopes to uh, write his novel um, in his downtime. But instead, the, the hotel, which is very haunted, it's, um, it was built on an Indian burial ground, uh, it, it uh, slowly turns Jack mad um, to the point of him trying to kill his wife and son. Yes, The Shining. Um, Okie doke. Matt, what do you think of The Shining? Uh, I think The Shining is very, very, very good and um, it's a no-brainer for, for me. It has to, has to go on there. It can't not go on there. Um, okay. It's terrifying, yeah, terrifying film, and um, we'll stand the test of time, and we'll be on the top ten, five tens of people's lists for years and years to come. Um, uh, and and to, to be quite honest with you, uh, it's it's probably 
probably one of the scariest films I've ever seen and still is. Um, uh, it gets me every time. It's just that um, constant feeling of dread throughout the whole movie that, um, that I quite enjoy. So, yeah, it's going on. It's going, <laughs> yes, please put it on, put it on. Uh, John, what do you think of The Shining? You're going to hate me. I really don't. I really don't like it. I think I think it's I think it's boring. I think I think there's some good performances in it. I think uh, is it, uh, I think I think the poor woman in it deserves deserves a Shelley Duvall. That's her name. Um, yeah, um, but I I have a problem with Stanley Kubrick films and the fact that I just cannot find the emotion in them. It did not scare me. Um, and um, it's basically what one and a, one and a half hours of him having drinks with ghosts, and then ten, <laughs> ten minutes of him running around with an axe. And yep. no, no. Uh, uh, so, so I, I, ju- I, I actually think the best thing to come out of The Shining was uh, Homer Simpson. Nice, nice parody. I, I'm going to jump in here before I leave because. Um... I, I agree with John. Um, I really don't like The Shining and have n- never really liked The Shining. I, I don't I don't think it's Stanley Kubrick's best movie. I don't think it's that great a film. I wasn't scared. I believe it or not, uh, it, I saw the TV movie version of The Shining before I saw this film, and I don't know whether that coloured my perception oh, or not. No. Um, but I saw the oh, TV well, movie with Rebecca De Mornay um, first. Um, that version of The Shining and I was more impressed by that and as a side note so is Stephen King um, by that version of The Shining than this version of The Shining Um, and I side with Stephen King and I don't like this movie so for me it doesn't make the list. Ollie it's all down to you does The Shining make this list? I get the deciding vote. (laughs) Um, it's iconic, isn't it? Like it's Jack Nicholson's role in this movie is is absolutely iconic. However, I'm going to have to agree with John and Paul. <laughs> I, I watched this. I, I watched this as like a. I was probably like ten or eleven years old, fully prepared to wet my knickers watching it. I sat there in like my dark bedroom, like on my. Um, had one of those VHS TVs, watching it all by myself in a dark room. And I wasn't that bothered by it. Having fully admitted on this podcast, um, not 10 minutes ago, that I get scared by movies quite easily. This one didn't really do that for me. Um, I mean, it's, it's got the iconic scene with Jack Nicholson kind of bashing his way into the bathroom with the axe and sticking his face through the door. But it's got some lovely moments and the um, elevator doors flooding with blood and yeah, uh, it's a... and the twin and the bike, twin girls the and... bike ride to the twin girls, yeah, who aren't twins, apparently. But, but um, all of that is iconic. It's but, all iconic, but it doesn't add up to much. I know, but do you necessarily go to a horror film wanting to be scared? I mean, there's a no, difference. I don't want to be. There's, no. there's a di- yeah, no, but 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 I mean, there's a difference between being terrified and being scared. You know, there, there's you know, there's a there's a whole 
different range of emotions that horror films yeah. can, can no, generate. No, but it didn't do either, Matt. <laughs> it didn't tell it didn't it didn't feed you with impending doom no did you not mm-hmm. did you not feel dread throughout the whole well, no no feel- I, I, I've, got, I've got to admit i didn't either i i, I was I, I was just wasn't entertained i don't think um i, I, I don't that's know not, let's that's... face it it's not an entertaining movie no i mean well, it's it, not it's not I mean, to be fair, it's a general problem I have with Stanley Kubrick movies. I kind of like half of them. I'm glad you've admitted that it may have something to do with the fact that Stanley Kubrick is... is it might quite, do as well. Quite an emotional... An, an emotional yeah. um, well, I mean, the, th- the thing is, I think, I, think Stanley, I think Stanley Kubrick is a brilliant cinematographer. I think yeah. the shots he pulls off, how he makes things look, the technicalities of it is brilliant. But he doesn't have... The other side, I don't think he has the, the emotional side to him, like uh, James Cameron. And I say that in particular because even he's been t- said that he's, the, he, uh, he's more technical than emotional. I still get more emotional watching The Abyss than I do watching, than I do watching The Shining. Well, I'm not sure you can compare those two together, really. But, but, <laughs> but saying that, do you know what, John? You just put in my head. I would love to have seen a Stanley Kubrick version of Titanic. That would been a that would have been amazing. Um, <laughs> that would have been something to behold. Um, I don't know. I don't. I don't know. It, it is. It's. 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 It's so so iconic and it's so um, ingrained in movie history. And I, I would urge you to to try and see if you can. Um, uh, Kubrick's daughter made a documentary. Um, whilst it was being film, filmed, and I think it's on a lot of the, the Blu-rays um, as part of the uh, extra features. I can't recall what it's called. Uh, I don't know whether, Chris, you, you've, you've got the name of that? Uh, no, I, um, I know the one you're talking about, but I don't know the name of it, sorry. And it, it's really good. It brings a lot of levity to, to, to the actual filming process that, that Kubrick uh, makes, and at, at the same time, it, it, it highlights a lot of his uh, nastier kind of directorial... Um, uh yeah anyway well it's yeah. it's it's, See, it's I do, actually guys the thing is dr sleep the follow-up yeah. that was made i like it's a bit it's a bit long and a bit flabby but i actually like it and i think that actually does a better job of the shining than the shining okay. it's a bit commercial i don't know i don't know, I don't know. so unfortunately Chris especially, The Shining does not make this list. Sorry, Chris. <sighs> yeah. <laughs> so, um, so, Matt, last well, one. I've got absolutely no chance for any of my films to get on this list. <laughs> well, they're all directed by Kubrick. <laughs> Zero chance. <laughs> oh, God. I'm going to have to seriously amend uh, what I choose now. Um, okay, I'm going to go for the only safe one I've got on my list. Um because I've got what what I've got I've got I've got one uh, one safe one um, a couple of uh, totally left field ones and um, uh, a modern one so I'm going to go for uh, the the safe one at the moment so let me take you back to 1982 um, to Cuesta Verde um, in California um, with Diane and Steve Freeling Joe Beth Williams Craig T Nelson and their family with daughter Carol Ann, uh, played by Heather O'Rourke, and we're going to nominate, well, I'm going to nominate Poltergeist, the original Poltergeist. 
Um, so as mentioned, the family uh, have moved into uh, a local um, all-American um, suburban housing, estate housing development. Um, the father is uh, a sales rep for that said development. Um, uh, and uh, his, his wife and three children live at home. And uh, their house is experiencing some strange phenomena. Um, and uh, we're, we're first offered an introduction to this family off the, the top of the titles. Um, and it's quite a brilliant introduction, really. We've got this kind of fantastical, uh, lullaby-esque kind of music playing over the top. Um, and there's flashing lights, strobing lights. We move past the, the dad's fallen asleep, it's late at night. We're zooming out from something, we don't know what it is. Um, and it turns out it's a, it's a, it's a TV uh, and it's the end of a broadcast, um, the evening's broadcast. Um, and the American anthem's playing, um, so we know it's late at night, it's cutting off. I mean, that used to happen in the UK as well. We used to get a national anthem at about two in the morning when we didn't have 24-hour TV. So this, the camera's zooming out and, and the camera follows uh, the, the layout of the house and we see a dog, the dog runs upstairs and we're introduced to all the sleeping family. And uh, there's some strange whispering noises happening and, and the, the young daughter, um, who must be three, three years old, wakes up and uh, she's enticed downstairs and she walks down and she's standing in front of the white noise with her hands against the TV screen. And this iconic image of Poltergeist um, is born. Um, and from that point on, it's, uh, it's an introduction to American suburbia. It switches from this strange late night setting where something very odd is going on um the child has turned around the, 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 if I remember right the parents come downstairs they're woken up by the daughter talking to the television and uh, she turns around to them and she says I think this happens later on in the film she says something like they're here now we switch straight from that from this odd kind of not necessarily creepy but you know just some, uh, something strange is happening and we switch straight to this um wide sweeping vista of, uh, of the, the housing development, this classic American suburbia. Um, and the, the, that's how the movie starts. And it's, it's, it's a weird juxtaposition at the beginning. You don't quite know what's going on. This is supposed to be a horror movie, right? So what's, what's going to happen further down the line? Um, things, again, start to go a bit strange. We've got um, events happening in the kitchen. Tables and chairs are being moved. You know, things are going a little bit wrong. There's there's knocks and creaks and bangs, whispers. Again, the TV pops on in the middle of the night. The white noise happens and the child again gets up. So we've got this continuing um, sense of dread, I suppose, going on um, in the film. And it's 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 a it's a it's a good film. I, I won't carry on with with spoiling any more of it, but let's just say that um, uh, things go a bit a bit pear-shaped and um we have to have mediums called in to uh document the, the goings-on in the house um 
and and things go on from there so yeah it's 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 a great film it's uh it's a film that was one again that i watched when i was a kid a little bit probably a little bit young i think i was like eight eight or nine, nine when i saw it and it was at a um uh, a new year's eve party um that my parents used to go to every year to the same um family and they had quite a large house that had a lot a lot of rooms in it and uh, we used to have all the kids and they're all differing ages um and we always used to have loads of different vhs's to watch so this was one that the older kids had brought in and, and put in and and that's to scare us <laughs> deliberately and um this was probably about 1988 and this film came out in 1982 now there is a long history with this film about um the director and the producer now the producer steven spielberg the director is toe pooper who directed um uh, as you may or may not know the texas chainsaw massacre um and it seems a very odd choice for the kind of film that we're viewing here is that that you've got this this uh almost this horror classic this this renowned film uh texas chainsaw massacre um a director directing what essentially is feeling like a Spielbergian kind of movie. Um, now, the history is that Spielberg um, got this script with E.T. and he was contractually obliged to shoot E.T. but still wanted this film to be to be made. It was originally supposed to be a sequel to uh, Close Encounters of the Third Kind. Um, but with Toe Pooper involved, they changed it into this ghost story. This, this, it wasn't necessarily a horror story. It wasn't necessarily a haunted house story. But it was, it was originally um, pushed to be a ghost story. Um, and it really does feel like a Steven Spielberg does a horror movie. Yeah. Now, albeit a bit, albeit a very fan, fam, family. Well, I say family. It's supposed to be billed as a family-friendly horror film. Horror, horror film. Um, but. To me, having watched it recently, it still is not a family film. It is not a PG. This was a PG in, in America. And I really, 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 really feel that it shouldn't have been. And it, it, it was originally rated as, as an R in America. And Spielberg lobbied the, um, the film classification board in America to bring the, the rating down to a PG because... The distributor who was, uh, I forget who they, they were, they were distribu distributing the movie in America really needed a big hit. Um, so obviously for, for reasons as well, financially, he was involved and it had a full, the full Spielberg crew, it had Kathleen Kennedy, Frank Marshall, the full, the full Spielberg crew. And um, anyway, they lobbied for it and it got, it got pushed down to, to a PG with no cuts in it at all. Wow. So, you know, there's the, a... The, the famous, I don't know whether you recall the famous scene in it of the, of one of the um, technicians who is um, looking he's going to look for some food. Yeah, yeah, he's going to look for some food in the kitchen. He puts a steak on the on the a table, steak stocks to move, and all these worms come out of it. And then he goes into the bathroom. He's about to be sick, and he's, he peels his face off. And although it looks it looks a little bit clunky now, and it would be better served with CGI, um, it's still a bloody awful scene it's horrid it's really scary and it's on par with with um in fact i would say it was worse than than the the, the face melting scene in, in raiders of the lost ark um it does look clunky now but it still has an effect um and you can see these kind of like um to what i'd imagine would be, would be tobe hooper elements that have gone into and what is essentially a spielberg storyboarded film 
Um, and the special effects are super. They're really, really good. I and mean, they're simple as well. There's like a little breeze here or there brushing through the mum's hair as the spirits uh, have glided through her. Um, simple things like that. The strobe lighting in, in, the, um, in, in the children's closet is uh, is fantastic i mean it's just lighting it's it's one or two flashing different colors and a bit of bit of smoke but it's done in such a way that it's it's, it's extreme extremely um extremely effective um and the sound design again is, is is another thing that i've seen that is is resounding through most horror films most decent horror films anyway um it's it's wonderful in this i mean it adds a really total deeper kind of like sense of panic and you know the small whispers in the tv it just highlights all the parents emotions um nice. yeah i mean yeah I mean, i've got so much I, could, I can say i've got you know the, there's a whole history about the spielberg hooper issue and it was actually uh, uh brought to the attention of the directors guild in america about comments that spielberg had made about the movie and they wanted him to pay tobe hooper some some um a fine for for um, he he didn't name him in particular, but he he made some some disparaging comments about it, and you know there's a whole thing that you can look up about it, but that's that's separate from the from, from the film, which is you know which is is fan, it's fantastic. I mean it's it's a horror ET basically, isn't it? Yeah. Um, the monster in the closet, you know the 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 scary uh, play to all parents, you know having their children to take away from that had taken away from them. Um, you know, it's got the scariest clown in cinema history. Um, it's got these great moments. You've got the, the skeletons in the pool, which, if you believe the rumours, were, were actual real human bones. Um, you know, it's got the tragic history behind it. Heather O'Rourke died when she was 12, a few years later. The girl that played her sister, Dominique Dunn, who was Griffin Dunn, who's an actor, it was his sister. She was murdered about a few months after the film came out. Wow. Um, so it's got it's got some 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 history behind it, and um, yeah, uh, I, I love it, and it still it still emanates, it still resonates with me today after having watched it. Um, it's a beautiful film, um, and yeah, that's my first one. one. Ho hopefully, that's 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 a safe one because <laughs> the others aren't. <laughs> uh, Ollie, what do you think of Poltergeist? Is is this making our list? I, I haven't watched it for years, and I, I think I was probably like ten or something when I, when I did watch it, and I, and I did it. It got me. It 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 upset me. It um, scared me. Um, I I can't remember the de all the details of it. To be honest, I, I do just remember being absolutely terrified at the time, and then never watching it again. Um, <laughs> so. For that reason, I'll, I'll I'll say yeah, put it on the list. It, it, it wasn't it wasn't in my top five, um, but it it was it was it was in my group of movies, my top five, ten or so. Um, but yeah, yeah, go on, stick it on. Nice. God bless you. God bless you, Chris. What what do you say to Poltergeist? Uh, Poltergeist was not on my list, but uh, it was one that I thought about, and it ticks uh, all the boxes for your your classic haunted house film. Um, there's so many terrifying moments in it, uh, with uh, the the son being uh, pinned to the ceiling with his braces when they all came alive. That freaked me out. Um, the 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 southern pastor. Who's, the, who's trying to get into the house and to 
to get uh, the daughter. He's creepy as. Um, and of course, the, the psychic, the... Um, Oh, I forgot about her. Yeah, yeah. Of I was, I was yeah. surprised you didn't mention her, man. I, I, I did. I've got so many notes. I did kind of forget. <laughs> this house is clear. <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah, yeah, definitely. Stick it on the list. John, it's made it. Would you have said yes? Of course, I would have said yes. It's one of the scariest films of the nineteen eighties. Nice, um, nice. And it and it does a lot of those scares through not showing you, and the whole uh, the whole transport through the spirit world. When she goes, when she goes to get oh, the yes. daughter, yeah. um, when they're holding the rope, is um, is abs- is absolutely thrilling. Um, and then just when you think it's all, just when you think it's all done, it kicks off again. It, it, it does, has yeah. it has a full it has a false ending, and then then and then right at the end has the classic joke. Of the guy of them moving going into a hotel and kicking the TV out onto the on the landing, mm, yeah. it is it is a it, it's on my it is on my list. It should be on our list. It's 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 made our initial scary. list, and uh, we I I had it much like Ollie, just just in and around outside. But um, I th- I think with, with with that you actually brought it back to life for me. It's been a long while since I've seen it, and. Uh, I would have said yes as well, Matt. So there you go. You clean sweep the right wow. way this week. Wow, you got yeah. you got five yeses. So um, Poltergeist makes our initial list. Uh, we've got three on there. We've got The Conjuring, we've got The Woman in Black, and we've got Poltergeist. Ollie, can you give us another one? Oh, back to me. Um, yeah. So again, this was another movie that I watched um, in preparation for this. And it starts off all right, like not too, not too creepy, but the creepiness builds and builds and builds and builds and builds. And then it is, it's the creepiest thing I've ever seen in my life. The, the, the Conjuring was the scariest. This is the creepiest. Um, hereditary. Uh, it's, it's got Gabriel Byrne in it, who absolutely completely grounds the movie and Tony Collette. And she kind of, so the movie opens and it's her mother's uh, funeral and like the, the kind of the speech that she's kind of giving at her mother's funeral um, just alludes to what a strange woman that she was. And then as you kind of go out, as you kind of progress through the movie, like Tony Collette's character thinks she's kind of learning more and um, discovering kind of different things. But in reality, she's probably getting the wrong end of the stick a, a lot of the time. And it just ramps up right towards the end and is absolutely terrifying. Um, there's there's a young young girl in it who's who you think is kind of gonna be the main creepy focus of the movie. Um, she, she's a fantastic actor. Um, but yeah, th- for me that's almost a bit of a twist in that her um, spoiler alert. A seemingly more normal brother, um, yeah, it, 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 the focus kind of switches to him. Um, I, I, Gabriel Byrne is, uh, is is who we are. We, we, he's he's the audience kind of trying to go. This is nonsense. What are you talking about? Um, and he kind of gets he he he's kind of maintains that throughout the whole movie and until kind of. 
he meets his demise at the end. Um, Tony Collette, her, she, she's fantastic in it. And, uh, she 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 starts off kind of quite normal, but obviously there's lots of things that kind of happen to her throughout her life, which obviously um, having a mother who's um, practiced this weird occult thing or whatever she's been into, she kind of slowly kind of learns about and it, it sends her kind of completely mad. There's, there's bits of it that you can't kind of really explain and I, I don't really know what's kind of going on there, but that just kind of adds to the whole kind of creepiness of the movie. And like the last 15, 20 minutes of that movie, oh my God, oh, I had to keep pausing it. I had to keep pausing it, kind of taking a few deep breaths and to try and kind of get through it. Uh, yeah, hereditary, um, creepiest thing I've ever seen, deserves to be on the list. Chris, what do you think of a hereditary? Um, I think it's a great film and it was going to go on my list, but I was being quite strict with the location aspect of this week. And I I kind of I discounted it because it takes place over kind of three or four different locations. So I hadn't really I didn't think it matched my criteria. Thank you, Doug. John? Um, it's not on my list. It's, uh-huh. um, it just takes a huge left turn at the end. Um, and I just don't think I just don't think it works as an end as an ending to that story. Now, having said that, having read around it, it it does make it does make logical sense in story wise, but I just no, it just it just missed out. Okay, doke. and uh, well, it's not making it, Matt. What have you? Uh... Yeah. Well, this <laughs> is the film that that, that uh, um, Paul and I were talking about earlier. I, I'd imagine, wasn't it, Paul? Was this, it, was this? it was. Yeah. Off mic, we we mentioned a movie that. Um, I absolutely hated, and it was this movie, Hereditary. <laughs> um, I, I would not have been saying yes to this. Um, it, it's uh, it, it, it lost me. Uh, it started okay, um, and it just got more and more boring as the movie went on, that by the time the twist at the end and the change of pace, the left gear changes as the gear change that John just mentioned I didn't care because it lost me as an audience member I, 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 I completely checked out because I was what about Gabriel so Byrne? bored what about Gabriel it's got Gabriel I, Byrne I, 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 I didn't I, like I thought Tony Collette she's always a, a good actress um, and uh, lots of people were saying that she should have been nominated for an Oscar um, I, I, I don't know possibly possibly not but the movie itself I just I, I, re- I really was genuinely bored that by the time this gear change happened, I really didn't care what happened to the characters. Um, so yeah, um, I made a list of every movie that possibly could have put on this list from from best to worst, and it sat it's at dead bottom of my personal list of the um, of hereditary. So um, yeah, it's it's not making it, <laughs> unfortunately, mate. <laughs> Well, you see, see, I, I would, I would have put it in. I mean, it's not, it's not, it's not something that um that was on necessarily on my close, close to the top list. Um, 
But I think it's got the balls. It's got the balls to go through with with that left turn at the end. And as John said, it makes narrative sense. Um, not, not, where, if, not if the narrative's so boring, Matt. Well, you know, you know, well, I, I, maybe no maybe you no had a bad day, Paul. Maybe maybe you <laughs> possibly. Just, you know, maybe I, I maybe sat, you, sat you've sat got a bad hot dog. It, I sat and watched it with my wife telling her that this film has got a lot of praise which it had got a lot of critical praise and we both checked out um so it wasn't it wasn't just it, it, we we both checked out of the movie and yeah. we both were bored um that we didn't really see uh, uh, didn't it just didn't engage for me um i know a lot of people do like it um yeah which 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 has been said here uh, uh, like chris liked it and you like it and clearly there, there wasn't there well. wasn't a, there hasn't been a film that, that i think has taken that that amount of um a horror film that has taken that that amount of um grit to 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 kind of to, that that left turn was something that you really just have to either accept it or don't and i think a lot of people who didn't accept it ended up not liking the movie at all yeah um, but i mean a lot of these movies kind of uh even though they're horror movies end on a happy note the the conjuring ends with a yeah. really kind of happy kind of Yay, kind of. Yeah, yeah. We're yeah. This is the darkest ending that you could have possibly, you, you couldn't have possibly imagined. Yeah. And actually, <laughs> every, every, every the ending is actually, um, it's actually part of the beginning. If you, the clues are actually there. The, 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 they did it's write the story without yeah. all the all the clues there. And as filmmaking, if you look at it from a purely filmmaking point of view, I think it's got great merit, um, especially, uh, I mean, uh, we've been giving away spoilers here, left, right and centre, some we have, some we haven't, but there's the, the scene where um, they're driving on the on the highway. Yeah, I didn't um, see that coming. And I didn't see that coming. And I, <laughs> no, I don't jump was... out of my seat. I don't jump out of my seat. And I was in the cinema and I literally squealed like a girl. It was brilliant. <laughs> Yeah, that did, I, that, that did actually make me sick to my stomach that bit. Yeah, it was horrible, wasn't it? Yeah. It was horrible. Yeah. It was horrible. And I, I thought we'd sort of almost left, lost, like, lost the, not the main hero, but like the, a, a main character. Yeah. It's yeah. like, it's the creepy a, kids. It's the creepy kid. Well, not creepy. Yeah, you, you thought that kid was going to be the, the, the kind of the, the creepy force throughout the yeah. entire movie. The, and then, yeah. boom. The trailer made it seem like the daughter was the focus of the film, definitely. Yeah. And I, I actually had it, um, her fate spoilt for me before I saw the film, unfortunately. So that may have tainted my enjoyment of it somewhat. But I have to, I have to kind of back up Ollie's choice here because I, I feel it's even a bit hard done by Ollie, and because it is an absolutely terrifying film. And I oh, think it's I, I said it goes in. I, I said it, it was go, it. Yeah, it, it would have gone in, man. It would have gone in for me, definitely. Um, so, so I, I think, think it, it almost is, Chris. What are you saying? Yeah, you're changing your mind. <laughs> uh, no, I'm just, I, just I've been strict. I've been strict with myself over Jeez. my choices. So I, but I, Paul didn't yeah. put in The Shining. Paul didn't put in The Shining. It's your, it's your chance for revenge. I'm, I'm just getting you back for James Bond. <laughs> <laughs> right, so hereditary, unfortunately, Ollie, I'm afraid, is just no, missing fine. I'm out. I'm going to watch it again. It's <laughs> You've got a good taste, though. Got a good taste, Ollie. Uh, John, 
We're back round to you. Go on, give give us one. Can we round out a, a fourth choice on this list? Right. Um, I'm going to take a left turn, uh, and I'm going to choose a funny film. I'm going. I'm going to choose something that's quirky, twisted, funny, has dance numbers. It's Beetlejuice. <laughs> It's a haunted house movie. Uh, uh, um, go on, Matt. What do you think of Beetlejuice? Oh, are you voting already? Okay, okay. No, free am. Um, I love Beetlejuice. Put it in, mate. <laughs> nice one. Put, nice it in. one. Put it in. Nice one. Uh, Chris, Beetlejuice, haunted house movie. Uh, yes, it's uh, it is a haunted house film. Um, I. I don't consider it to be at all scary, and that's why it didn't go on to my shortlist. Uh, so as good a film as it is, and I kind of grew up watching it a lot, um, I, I think it's more of a comedy than a, a horror or a, a, you know, a scary film. So uh, unfortunately, not for me. Ollie. It does. It does fit the our requirements for this uh, top five, though, doesn't it? It's, we didn't it say scary. Yeah, yeah, it does. And it's yeah, got yeah. ghosts. No one's said it has no to be scary. scary. No, no. Um, your your call on Casper earlier still makes Casper count. Yeah. If anybody wants to, <laughs> it's <be> like, scary. <laughs> yeah, yeah I, I'm not thinking. <laughs> Casper's got a ghost. Um, Beetlejuice. Um, yeah, it does. Um, Beetlejuice. I loved Beetlejuice as a kid. I had a Beetlejuice action figure. Um, <laughs> I, I, I love that scene where they're kind of pulling their faces out of positions, kind of fit in with like the other yeah elongating their faces yeah yeah the the the, the special effects um, for the time were great um, yeah it was it was it's hilarious um, yeah it was, it was one of my favourite movies as a kid and it does qualify for this and this Michael Ke- and Michael being Keaton set in the house. Michael Keaton is amazing. Yeah, who'd have thought that was Batman? Yeah, yeah. Um, no, yeah, one year apart, Beetlejuice '88 and Batman '89. Um, well, he was a stand-up and, comedian. He was a stand-up yeah. comedian. Uh, yeah. was Michael Keaton, um, and he he did star in quite a few uh, early films in the '80s that were more comedy-based. Sorry, going back to you talking about Batman. Um, so I think <laughs> Batman was the odd one out really for him, wasn't it? Yeah. Yeah. So I think that was a yes, yes. from Ali. It was, um, yeah, yeah, definitely. It, it would, it would have been a yes for me as well. I, 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 I qualified it in there. Um, it's a, I mean, they're ghosts. They're ghosts in a house. I know it's a comedy, but they, they died. Um, somebody's coming into the house and they're still haunting their own house. <laughs> and they're, they're, um, uh, it's talking of the makeup and the effects. Um, it won an Oscar for best makeup. Um, it's an Oscar-winning movie. Um, Tim Burton has. A unique style and I think it worked perfectly for Beetlejuice. For me it was up there high on my list of uh, Haunted House movies so Beetlejuice we have four um, yeah, can, on just, this list. can I just jump in quickly and say that, that if anyone recalls the, the, the scene around the dinner table where oh, yeah, starts, they start singing it's just Dale. so good it's so good and, and even it's then, so good they knew it was so good that they put it in near the end as well yeah mm-hmm. and at that even there was a jump moment at that when the the shrimp cocktail comes alive and grabs them on the face um i mean it isn't it isn't scare scare because they were singing at the time but it 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 
gives you a little jump. Um, I, 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 I think beetle juice is excellent and uh, I'm glad it's made our list. Um, in nominations, I, I, I jumped over me straight to John there. So, oh. uh, so it's all right. It, it, so I'm, it's my turn to nominate one. Um, this is going to be my, my left field choice. Um, I, 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 I think, I don't think this is going to appear on anybody's top five at all from the rest of the panel but this is my number one haunted house movie um it's a haunted house movie that came out in 1999 and it was overshadowed by another horror movie that came out in the same year um in that it's very similar um it has a little boy in it who can see ghosts um and this film stars Kevin Bacon and it's called Stir of Echoes. I was blown away when I saw this film at the cinema. It's about Kevin Bacon who doesn't believe in paranormal, doesn't believe in ghosts. Um, and he gets hypnotized by his sister-in-law and she leaves him with, a, with just a thought in his brain that he needs to open his mind up. And after that hypnotism, He's visited by a ghost in his house. This girl, who uh, this girl who who's who's been what appears to be murdered in some way, and is trying to help him to help solve her murder. Um, it becomes it's half a ghost story, half a haunted house story, and half a thriller. Um, it it took me all along with it. It has twists and turns at the end that I didn't see coming. Uh, the little boy in this film, I, I'm forgetting his name, but he he he, he is very good. He's not Hayley Joel Osment, who was in The Sixth Sense in the same year, but he's still very good. I, I think Kevin Bacon does a, a great turn in this movie. Um, I don't think it's going to be on anybody's list, but I think it's excellent, and I hope some people check out this hidden gem from 1999. Stir of Echoes. Chris, do you like Stir of Echoes? I've never seen it. Ah, see, look, overshadowed. Uh, <laughs> Ollie. Stir of Echoes. Hello, sorry. Um, That's no, right. never seen it. There you go. Never seen it, sorry. John, have you seen Stir of Echoes? Not only have I seen it, it's number eight on my list. Oh, nice, nice. So, At least uh, th there you go. I didn't think it was going to make anybody's list, and it has made <laughs> someone else's list. So I'm pleased. So all um, I can say is Kevin Bacon. Um, <laughs> we should all play seven degrees of Kevin Bacon. <laughs> uh, six. Six. Um, oh, six degrees. Six degrees. Yeah. <laughs> Could be five degrees. Four degrees. No, too many, many others. Um. Matt, have you seen Stereo Echoes? Do you like um, Stereo Echoes? I do like Stereo I have seen it. Um, it was one of the films that I saw in the cinema um, uh, in 1999. Yeah, there was, uh, yes. it was a good yeah. year. Not good year, 1999. It was good year. Very good year. Um, um, I haven't seen it since then, <laughs> uh, but uh, I do remember there was lots of digging in the back garden. There was, um, yes. He was. He was told to dig in one of his apparitions. Um, yeah. And, uh, yeah. It was yeah, good. There was some good moments in it, didn't yeah. it? Was was there a similar film around that? Well, not a similar film, but a film. I often get confused with this one called Fragility. That was 
Bill, Bill Paxton. Uh, it's frailty. not a haunted house. Frailty, 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 frailty with yeah. Bill Paxton. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, uh, totally different film, but uh, I liked it. I liked liked it. And um, can I put a film in that that I haven't seen for twenty two years? You well, can, can't can I because it, it won't go in there, will it? But <laughs> I, um, John has John hasn't said yes or no yet. So um, he said a, but he has. Uh, well, John, John, would you say yes to Stereo Echoes? Um, it's. It's closer. I, I'd, I'd be quite happy to put it in as the for the initial list. Uh, the initial so, list so Matt, there. Matt, are you, are you, are you going to uh, are you going to back back me and John up? I don't know how, how, how many have we got already? Four. We four. have four already. Four. We have four. Already. We usually go to seven. Yeah, we're we've got plenty seven. plenty to go. Um, uh, oh no, then <laughs> no. no, 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 no. Do you know? Do you know what? Do you know what? Put it in because because. Um, there, nice. there are there, yeah yeah put it in put it in put it it's a good nice. film it's a great film nice. and, and you're absolutely right we need we need more people to go out and, and dig out these these hidden gems and it is a hidden gem it is a hidden it gem. is indeed it is it was overshadowed by by a very famous uh m night Shyamalan oh, yeah. film yeah. that came out six in the same sense, year yeah. the sixth sense was came out only yeah. only a, a little bit before it um uh, it came out two or three months before it yeah. and, and i think and the everybody was done yeah yeah, the perfect the yeah. perfect storm came out at the same time. I remember seeing that in cinema a couple of weeks before or after. Um, Sir Echoes, another great movie. Not haunted house, haunted boat, no. haunted fisherman boat. <laughs> <laughs> so we have five films on this list. Um, Chris, can you give us a sixth one? Um, I've yeah, I uh, I've still got quite a few on my list that uh, I'm I'm really quite sad haven't made it. Um, I'm torn between two, and I think um, I'll go with one which I hope is a safer bet. Um, so if I said to you, Klaatu, Barada, Niktu, you may well be thinking, oh, that's three uh, characters on Jabba's sail barge. Or yeah. uh, you might be thinking, oh, that's uh, Gort. that's the words that made Gort do whatever uh, Klaatu wanted go him away. to do. Yes, stand but down, actually, I just summoned the dead uh, with the Book of the Dead. Uh, I am nominating Evil Dead Part Two with the no. Deadites uh, and Ash yeah. taking on uh, the old lady in the cellar uh, and uh, the uh, sexually assaulting tree. Uh, yeah, it's. Uh, uh, an amazing film. It's both hilarious and nasty and terrifying. Um, and uh, yeah, great, great film. Um, Bruce Campbell is amazing in it. Uh, and there's currently a, well, it spawned a sequel. Uh, it was a sort of remake of the first one. Um, but it, I, I consider the part two to be the, the best of the trilogy. Um, and there's a Netflix series which they've managed to eke out that's going at the moment. Yeah. Uh, yeah, groovy baby. Okay. Uh, Matt, what do you think of Evil Dead 2? Uh, I like yeah, I like the Evil Dead 2. It's good. It's um it's one of those one of those movies that I remember um uh, being uh, bandied around the the um the schoolyard as a kid. Um, along with other luminaries like um, the Texas Chainsaw Massacre and um, and uh, The Exorcist, and um, it, it took a long time for me to to see The Evil Dead uh, one and two. Um, 
the second the second is 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 way way more tongue-in-cheek isn't it than the first one i, I can't remember exactly i know it's it's, it's it's like as you said um chris it's a um a, a semi-remake is it is that right yeah is it, is it, re- yeah. Is it a complete is it a complete remake of the first Se- semi-remake they they referenced the first one but it's kind of right. yeah it's quite meta um, yeah 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 great great it's it's a great film sam raimi um uh, brilliant iconic you know the the chainsaw uh, on the arm on the hand um uh and, and funny and dark and disgusting and yeah the um the the <laughs> The, the sexual assaulting tree is is pretty iconic as well didn't they they made a remake right they uh, a complete remake a few years ago yes they did um, an evil dead remake yeah an evil dead remake which yeah I could, one, one can assume hasn't uh, well I, i've seen it i think i've seen it i can't remember there was there was several films of that time that i've seen it. i remember it being extremely gory um and lacking none of the comedy that evil dead had um and so yeah, man, I love that film. I'm happy for that to go to go on the list. Um, I had so, the, I had the I had the DVD box, um, not the blue of the DVD box that was the Book of the Dead, which was the, it was a squidgy um, sleeve oh, skin. for it. It, it. Yeah, the skin of the the Book of the Dead. It's brilliant. Ne- Necronomicon. Yeah, it was great. Uh, John, what do you think of Evil Dead Two? Um, yeah, um, definitely. <laughs> Um, it's, right, so it, Chris, you it, please. Basically, it's, it's the, this movie has made this list. <laughs> it's it's the it's the film that gave, it gave us wheelbarrow cam. Um, yes, yeah, yes, and it's uh, Sam, Sam Raimi and uh, Ethan Cohen, I believe. Oh, nice. um, so Holy yeah, sorry. and uh, no, it's got it's as Matt says, it's really really disgusting, really really funny, and really really inventive. I think it was really cool. And Ollie, Evil Dead 2, would you have said yes? I don't think I've ever seen it. I think <gasps> I've seen the first one, but like years ago, I've never seen it. So I can't ratify that, but maybe I should go and watch it. So, so, Sorry. Chris, Chris gave a very large audible gasp, which he would have to say again, because I haven't seen a single movie in the franchise. OMG. Oh, dear. <laughs> I, I've, uh, oh. I've the Evil Dead has passed me by completely. You can um, dive straight in and just watch the second one. You don't have to watch. The yeah, third, third, yeah. One, third one's a bit of a, um, an acquired taste, if you ask me. Yeah, they double mean, double down on the comedy, don't they? Yeah. yeah. Um, so yeah, it's it's a movie that I think I've I've always thought that I should watch and have just never got round to it. And even for this list, um, there were so many movies that uh, fall under the haunted house, um, like. I didn't realise it qualified, having not really seen it. It's, it's a, it's it a cabin in the woods. Shack in a cabin. Mm. Um, yeah. So, um, so yeah. So I, 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 it was there, but yeah. So, but even even with me and Ollie not having seen this movie, it has made our list. It has three votes. We have six films on this list. Um, Matt. You're up next. Can you give us the seventh one? Can you round this list out? <laughs> no, probably I can't. <laughs> um, are, are we are we only going to seven? Are we, are we, or can we well, go further? I think we're going to have to go there more are lots because more. there's loads. There's loads. so, there's so we, we, we'll, if we make it to seven, we'll we'll go around. I mean, I've got none of them, honorable but... mentions. Um, <laughs> we'll, do, we'll do some honorable mentions. Uh, you, you you got part of guys on this list, Matt. So you did get it one did. on there. It's not yeah, the one I so... wanted to get on it. Though, but, yeah. <laughs> um, so go on, give, give us one you want on it that might not make okay, it, might I... make it. Um, okay, this is probably, I'm going to go for one of the left field ones. Um, uh, 
Okay, all right, which one? Okie dokie, I'm going to go for, you're not going to put it up, put this on, but everyone should see this movie. Um, it's only a couple of years old. Um, it's, in my opinion, um, better, or on par with, if not better, than The Shining. It has, thematically, it's got similar um, thematically, it's got some similar, similar theme. Thematically, it is similar. Um, it's extremely art house. Um, it's it would be very divisive. It's a very divisive film, and I don't expect. Uh, I expect a couple of you have probably seen it, but um, it stars uh, Robert Pattinson uh, of. Um, Twilight of Twilight. Twilight. I was trying to remember the name. Then I was thinking, oh, don't don't pretend that you've seen those Twilight movies uh, of Twilight fame uh, and uh, <laughs> and uh, Willem Dafoe. Okay, and this is this is bear in Ooh. mind. This is bit. This is left Ooh, field. Wow. Yeah. Very. I, I, I know the film uh, that you you're going to mention. Yeah. So yeah. It's, yes. it's the light the lighthouse. Yeah. From a couple of years ago, because you know this this is this is a madness. A madness in a building, right? Okay, and it may not be as clear cut supernatural. It may not be as clear clear cut paranormal, but there is something insidious going on here to turn these two men against each other. Um, and this film is an assault to the senses from minute one. I mean, the atmosphere is relentless, absolutely relentless. It's dripping with ominous dread. Um, Willem Dafoe plays Tom Wake, a uh, a, a chief lighthouse keeper, uh, a wiki as he calls him. Uh, Robert Panson plays his second in command, uh, Ephraim Winslow. Also, we, we were led to believe, um, and so forth. They, they arrive on this island uh, in the um, in the wake of the dreadful, dreadful foghorn noise that bellows throughout this whole movie all the time and I say dreadful in the nicest sense of the word it's it's an incredible uh use of sound um that just drives this movie along uh and therefore this uh, and there, there we start with this toxic tale of 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 madness madness on on on, on an island um it's it's just it's I, I'd heard I'd heard it from the Cannes Film Festival that it would it was doing the rounds and it was you know it was quite well respected so I was looking forward to seeing it and it took almost a whole year for it to come out um, to distribution um, so I was gagging to see it by that point I mean it's, it's it sounded just completely up my street um, and I was blown away by it, it was, for me the best film of the the Oscars from that year even though it didn't do any business with the Oscars which is a crying shame because I tell you William Defoe in there William Defoe in this was born for this role born for this role I mean this guy is grizzled wizened old verbose um sea dog he's constantly spouting monologues before dinner launching into like glorious savage curses um like a relentless Captain Ahab um, and he's chewing the scenery from left, right, and centre, and it's absolutely marvellous. And like similarly, Robertson, Robert Pattinson is also a revelation in this, and he's growing so much as an actor, is Robert Pattinson. He's been in some superb movies in the last sort of four or five years. And he himself in this role is, is just like coiled with anger. You know, he's this guy plagued with 
doubt and remorse um, and just total repressed rage. Um, uh, and he continues to, to prove himself uh, in my uh, uh, in my opinion as a top tier actor. Um, so yeah, I mean, God, I mean, what can't I say about this movie? It's it's you know something ghastly is going on in this lighthouse. You know, the, uh, Willem Dafoe's locking himself away. He 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 will only do the night shift up in the in the in the light in the top of the lighthouse. He will not let. Pattinson do it so he's doing all the grunt work downstairs and is this lighthouse is it haunted what is what's going on there is it supernatural is it otherworldly you know you know what's going on we're constantly questioning like as the film goes along <laughs> who's mad and who's not because they're at each other um in each scene and and you know it's almost like Willem Dafoe is gaslighting um uh, Robert Pattinson's character you know is, is he trying to make him seem that he's mad or is he actually mad uh, is this constantly changing back and forth in mood and 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 we're always questioning you know what may or may not be real you know and and there's the scenes of reality morphing uh, you know there's 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 the characters changing into kind of like mythological creatures we've got mermaids we've got headless corpses we've got riding tentacled sea beasts you know and men changing into animals i mean it's it's absolutely nuts 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 movie and you know as soon as this uh, uh, there's the, the, the basically there's a portent there's a, there's a an omen um robert pattinson finds like a a little token an icon um a talisman in, in buried in his rotten mattress so he pulls it out and it's a, it's of a mermaid and um he kind of focuses on this and it's his 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 <laughs> there's several scenes of him um furiously masturbating to to this um this wooden mermaid and it's intercut with scenes of 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 a real life mermaid uh, of of death of of tentacle monsters of you know of steam of of grime of seagulls you know and you'll never see you'll never ever look at a seagull in the same way again I mean, there's what I don't know whether you've seen it, but do, but there's one scene with the seagull that is just, I mean, I, I was like cringing and laughing at the same time. Um, the, the film work on display is just incredible as well. The framing is just exquisite, um, you know, combinations of really precise angles, precise frames. There's, there's Dutch angles in use, which is never used in films. Um, you know, you've got off kilter, forty-five degree angles, pans up from that, and it all—it's all, all there to make you feel seasick. You're with them on the um, on the island, and and I said the sound design before the cinematography—they shot on uh, a black and white silver nitrate film stock um, using vintage lenses um, and custom filters that filtered out all the red wavelengths in the spectrum, so everyone's skin has. Uh, quite a lot of red in the pores so you could see everything that's going on in their faces all the blacks are all highlighted in, in every craggy bit of your face and yeah man it's just it's mad these these guys go mad in 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 the lighthouse that they you know we don't know what's going on so i thought left field why not throw it in there let's see i mean if you've never, if you've never seen it check it out the lighthouse 2019 um if it doesn't go on the list, it certainly is a gothic masterpiece, and it's got <laughs> one of the darkest endings I've ever seen. You know, we've talked about dark endings like Hereditary, but, but Jesus, God, you know, good old Robert Pattinson 
Um, I, I don't want to spoil the ending, so I won't. I won't mention what. Happened. No, no, it's it's a it's a new movie, and it's so new um, that I haven't seen it. So I, 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 but you have made me want to see it. It was it's been on my list of want want to watch for a while. So a good sell there, Matt, because uh, yeah, I I will be watching it after this. Um, John, have you uh, seen the lighthouse? No, unfortunately, I haven't seen it either, and pretty much for the same sort of reasons. Just the fact that it was such a, uh, although it was a reasonably large open, um, opening uh, on on a few screens, I just com- completely missed them. So it, it's definitely one I'm looking for, but not one I've managed to see yet. Ollie, have you seen the lighthouse? No, I've not. I've not seen it, Matt. Will I? Is it? It's not scary. Movie? It's not scary. No, it's not scary. Okay, at all. It's then, just, it's, then you've it's, sold it's, it. I shall. Yeah. <laughs> I shall seek that one out. And as a film, as, as someone who's worked in film, Ollie, yourself, and um, you know who, who who still works in that kind of area, is uh, it's something you should see as, as a directorial point. I can, I can appreciate a visual. Yeah, yeah. Oh God, mm-hmm. mate, it's absolutely stunning. And Chris, have you seen The Lighthouse? I have. Yeah, I went to see the cinema, and uh, I absolutely loved it. I thought it was a fantastic film. Um, and yeah, everything. I, I agree with everything Matt said. Uh, it's creepy. It's ominous. It's it's yeah, sickening. The the sound it just assaults your ears. Uh, it's visually stunning, amazing two performances. Oh yeah, I, forgot, uh, I didn't mention really that that the, the way they play off each other. Oh, you know. fantastic! Yeah, and you really get the sense of isolation, uh, being on the stuck on the island with them. Uh, it would have gone in, yeah, but I hadn't thought about it actually. It, it didn't occur to me to okay. to include it. Well, it doesn't make the list, but only through lack of watching. Um, I'm hoping that Matt has convinced all of us to watch it. So uh, hopefully the listeners will I'm, will I'm still not along. convinced it qualif- qualifies. Matt hasn't convinced to. us. It wasn't supposed to. It wasn't, I think it was a left, it was a left field jab. It was a punt. A left field so, punt. so it may or may not qualify based on the writer's intentions. Well, so it's, it's how you yeah. interpret yeah. them, isn't it? It's how you. It's a single yeah. loca- It's a single location, though. It's isn't a it? single location, and it's a if single it location, is... they go mad. It's very like The Shining, okay. but we don't yeah. necessarily specifically see anything supernatural. But we certainly do see some weird stuff going on. Weird, weird stuff. Transmogrification or weird sort of stuff. Okay, okay. Um, Ollie, we're all the way back round to you, mate. Again, do you well, do do you have another one? That... Yeah, I'm going to put one on here that I know one of our group struggled with quite recently. <laughs> um, I <laughs> I I really liked um, how this one worked. Um, the, the found footage nature of this one, paranormal activity. The, the, the way that that movie built suspense by by using the found footage. Um, so they'd kind of set up a video recorder overnight to try and capture the creepiness going on in the, the house that they've just moved into, obviously, because it's a haunted house movie. Um, so so when, when we're kind of watching this footage back, the footage is kind of whizzing along, whizzing along, whizzing along, fast forward, fast forward, fast forward, and then it will stop and it will start playing. And you know it's going to start, you know the reason it started playing is because they're going to show you something creepy so the suspense that builds from the moment that it stopped whizzing forwards to the moment that the creepy thing happens is excruciating. 
it's incredible a great kind of device to kind of hype you up and scare the bejesus out of you um and then and then that that kind of moment happens um so yeah i i, I really liked i'm talking about the first one i've, I've not seen any of the others so I, I think quite often these things kind of don't work as well when you're trying to make a sequel to them um, but yeah, the the first paranormal activity I I think is uh, deserving going on the list for that reason alone. Nice one, John. Do you agree with that? Well, I'm the person who had the problem with it. <laughs> <laughs> uh, <laughs> so I'm assuming why you came to me next. Um, <laughs> I got literally got halfway through this film. And I, I felt physically sick and felt like all the blood had drained out my arms. And it, I, I don't know if this is just um, kind of my personal belief system kicking in and stuff like that. But I just I when they've spent half the film saying, well, firstly, half the film doing a very effective job of making noises. And that's li literally all it is for the first half of the film. All there really is are making noises and getting to know these people. And then they get to the point where they're going, no, don't use a Ouija board. No, don't use a Ouija board. No, don't use a Ouija board. And yeah, right in the middle, he, the first shot is him holding up a Ouija board going, this is a Ouija. In the case of, nope, that's it. I'm out. So, um, yeah, no, it was, it was for me, too real it, it it was the the one reason why i've been able to watch all the other films on this list is because they are films they have plots they have uh music they have styles this one was literally a guy with a camera filming filming his uh filming his girlfriend as they went through their normal life catching catching freaky freaky stuff so, and that because it scared you, and it really, really, I have Does it got, make it? Well, can I can I judge half a film? I don't know. I don't know. Can I, you? I don't. I don't think you can because uh, from the point that you've left, it just gets. But you know exactly. But time, the volume goes to eleven. Yeah. So, so I'm going. I'm. I'm going to say no, and I'm going to recuse myself basically. Okay, Chris. What do you think of Paranormal Activity? And then you've made it through it. I I absolutely love Paranormal Activity. It is one of my top five. Um, and uh, I think what John uh, was touching on, uh, with it being grounded in reality, of being like CCTV footage effectively, there is no kind of hiding behind a style or uh, a plot or flashy graphics or anything. It's very real, very grounded. And that makes it all the more terrifying. Uh, and the ending is just an absolute sucker punch. Um, yeah, it's got definitely, definitely on the list. No, actually, I will say just before, just before. That's all right. Um, I um, um, the ending has been given away because. Oh it, no! It, no, no, no! It was, it was on, it was on a episode of Gogglebox. <laughs> <laughs> Literally, little clips of the ending. So, oh. um, I'm, I'm not gonna, I'm not gonna say what they were because, firstly, there may be people like me who want to see the ending, 
Um, but secondly, that might not actually be the ending. So there were two endings shot, actually. Yeah. Right, so, mm-hmm. Matt, what do you think of a uh, paranormal activity? Well, um, I, it's 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 a Blair Witch project, isn't it? It's a Blair Witch project of a different genre. Well, horror, horror, horror is horror, but you've got a different type of horror. It's another lost found footage um, movie. But what they do in Paranormal Activity is so clinically, it's it's almost too real. Um, And there's been so many competitors, there's so many copies, so many many different variations of the same way of filming a horror film with found footage that you can't always differentiate between them but with this 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 one was one of the first in 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 a, in a poltergeist sense in a haunted house sense i mean it ticks all the right boxes um i mean of any of the films it ticks all the right boxes um that we're, we're giving today it, this would tick all of them um it is very scary if if you're not used to seeing this type of movie it it really does get you those bump in the night feelings when you hear a noise and you wake up and you go to the toilet and you come back and you're cold and sweaty and you think shit what was it what was that noise what was that noise and it plays on all of that and it, it may be that kind of filmmaking may be done to death and unless someone comes around in the next sort of um two or three years with with a different take on that then then a, you know anything that that continues to use that kind of film technique filming technique narrative technique um won't really hit people in the same way that these did and 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 when when was this made? I mean, this this is a good it's a good while ago. Basically, it was the mid two thousands, wasn't yeah, it? Yeah, I'd say it was yeah about two thousand six, I think. Yeah, yeah, two thousand nine. It says here. was that nine or five, Ollie? Sorry, nine. Two thousand nine. Two thousand nine. Wow, late. I remember being very very freaked out watching it, and um, I, I as I said, I'm I'm quite desensitized to horror movies. Um and I wouldn't necessarily class this as a horror movie. Um in 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 the classic sense, for me, horror movies have a little bit more leaning towards gore. I know I've come towards odd choice, odd uh, slightly different choices, but for me, horror movies will always contain a bit of gore. Um whereas this doesn't and I and I like it all the more for it because um, what you don't see on screen, um, you feel uh, on the sofa. And it is it's it is really very good. Now, I'll put it on. Yeah, yeah. Put it there on. we go. It, it has three yeses. Um, this was one of the movies that I watched uh, for this. I'd never seen it before either. Um, I, I don't think I, I in, loved it as much as everybody else. I don't know whether it's... Um, uh, that, that, I, I hated the Blair Witch Project, and I don't know whether the, the found footage... Um, genre had a down but then i i really enjoyed the superhero um found footage movie which i can't remember the name of and somebody will tell me in a minute um that with with dane dehan um anybody know oh, what that, that yes oh uh, gosh it's the you know josh, the josh trank about? one isn't it and josh trank one yeah um yeah. so and i really appreciated that 
uh, found footage movie. So it's not that I'm against the genre or anything like that. I, just, I, I don't, the problem that I had with this movie um, was that it, it, it was obviously found footage and they were making you feel like it was real. But because I knew it wasn't, because I knew it was a movie, I wasn't that scared. I was sitting there waiting for them to make me jump. Does that make sense to anybody who was watching this? I, I, it didn't have it didn't have that effect on me because all I was doing was watching it, going, "When is the next moment they're going to try and make me jump?" Um, from this, it just felt like the whole movie was them them building up to a jump scare, which. Uh, so, so for me, it didn't, it didn't, wouldn't have made it to my top of the haunted house. But I mean, it, yeah, because just because I felt like I was just waiting for that moment rather than it washing over me. And I don't know whether that's just because I've been watching a lot of horror movies at the moment, um, and it possibly, possibly tainted that a little bit. But nevertheless, it's made it on. Um, we have seven movies guys we have our seven movies oh. for this week's yes what's, what's yeah, the just, seven just to, just to say that that uh just drank movie it's called chronicle thank you chronicle you yes go. Just, uh, just so people aren't hanging hanging on for an answer on that one thank you <laughs> thank you um and it's a very good movie it's, it's worth watching if anybody uh, enjoys the found footage genre um chronicle is an excellent movie in my opinion um uh so we have the Conjuring, The Woman in Black, Poltergeist, Beetlejuice, Stir of Echoes, Evil Dead 2, and Paranormal Activity as our top seven for this week's choices. Um, I, I know that there are a few more that people wanted to mention, so I'm going to go around. John, do you want to give us one or two honourable mentions that you would, you, would have, you would have thought about, just briefly, um, movies yeah. that people should consider um, in this genre if they like this genre go on john yeah okay here we go just a couple of the um more left field ones his house uh, currently on netflix um a, a pair of african refugees uh, a husband and wife um african refugees are ho housed in tamworth in a council house and it turns out to, um have um issues shall we say um the babadook um which is but is what every every parent has ever felt ever um uh a couple of classics um house on haunted hill um there are two versions of that one um i watched the vincent price version and it it, it does stand up um nice. and the and let me just have a quick look Yeah, that that will do for me. Those, those are those are pretty much. Chris, is there anything mm. uh, that hasn't made this list that you, that would have would have been a decent honourable mention for you? Uh, yeah, one in my top five, which hasn't well, which was mentioned earlier on actually. Uh, it was the um, the Warren's second case, Amityville Horror. Mm -hmm. uh, yeah, the original uh, or the original? Assume... Yes, nineteen seventy nine yes. original. Um, James Brolin uh, and Margot Kidder having just yeah. come off Superman the year before. Are you the one who said, who said I because I, I watched it today and I uh, 
I forgot how good Margot Kidder looks. Yes, I know. It's it's crazy what drugs will do to you in, in five years. <laughs> um, it's, uh, yeah, f- fantastic film, uh, really creepy, um, a, a brilliant score, Oscar-nominated score, uh, based on a true story. Um, and, uh, yeah, the, the archetypal haunted house film. Um it's it's got it's got all the classics, you know, vomiting nuns, uh, a, a, a walled up secret basement uh, with a with a gateway to hell. You know, the standard standard stuff. Well, that's nice. Uh, anything else, or was was that it? Uh, that was all of my yeah. That was all of my shortlist. I, I watched actually one more. Um, one. I watched one which I'd never seen before, uh, which is The Legend of Hell House, which is from the 70s. Um, okay. And it's a, a great premise. Uh, this um, old, incredibly rich, dying man uh, decides to um, give these three paranormal experts um, £50,000 if they can stay for a week inside the Hell House which is a house that um, this rich man owns, but he can't bear to be in because everyone who goes in there dies. So mm-hmm. he sends um, a doctor, a, a um, paranormal doctor, um, a parapsychologist and uh, a medium um, into this house uh, to work out what's going on. Uh, and it's, yeah, it's, it's really good. It's kind of in the, uh, it's British and... Uh, it's quite hammer horror like it's it's not that scary because it's it, it's very very seventies and not much happens but but the the things that do happen are are really cool uh Ollie, anything left on your list that people should watch uh does ghostbusters count yeah mm-hmm. uh, it, yeah multiple locations it, 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 ghostbusters uh, i mean it, it it has a haunted building in it the main, um, the main hotel yes, it, is haunted. That's the main haunted. The main, the main building is haunted. Yes. Um, uh, well, it's, yeah, it's, I mean, uh, it's her apartment, isn't it? Yeah, yeah, her apartment, and subsequently I mean, the building after. That's that's probably of all these movies that we've got on the list. I probably prefer Ghostbusters, if I'm being honest. That's just my, <laughs> that's just how I feel about scary movies, I guess. Yeah. Um, the the other one I watched uh, recently was Sinister. Oh, that's um, a good, that's good. Yes. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, yeah You're not scared to death by that, Ollie? Of course I was. Yeah, of course oh, I you was. Are. Um, <laughs> um, yeah, I, I just look like, like, again, family moves into a new house. But the reason that they've moved into this new house is that Ethan Hawke's a, uh, a true crime novelist and he's kind of trying to solve the crime he hasn't told his wife or family this but he's trying to solve the crime of what happened in the house that they moved into and the crime of the house that they moved into was that four members of the five um family that lived there before were hung from the tree in the back garden didn't didn't tell his wife this um yeah creepy creepy and so, so basically he finds this uh, box which has got all this Super 8 film and this Super 8 projector in, and he's, he's watching back all these all this footage, and, and and all the kind of the reels of film are kind of named something um, light and fluffy like uh, family barbecue, 
But actually, you watch that movie, and it's a family getting barbecued. It's 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 dark. Um, Garden work is a is a horrible one. Yeah, Jesus. Um, so yeah, I I watched that for this, and again, yeah, I had to keep Never pausing again. it. Yeah, I had to get the dog to kind of come and comfort me. Oh. Um, yeah, it's so. That, that would be my next kind when of he pauses it. He pauses it and he's searching for the guy's face in his swimming pool reflection. Um, yeah. Oh God, man, that freaks me out. I hate that's, that. Uh, I hate that. That's Bloodhouse, um, isn't it? Again, yeah. It is. He does. He, think, he, does yeah. he does something different. I mean, um, it, and it's it's by um, the director was uh, Scott Derrickson, the guy who did uh, Doctor Strange. Doctor Strange, yeah. 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 So. Matt, you you said you had a couple uh, left. I did. Twists. I had a couple left. Yeah. Well, no, I have a couple left. I'm I'm surprised. I'm a bit I'm a bit shocked. No one has any right. Insidious. Doesn't has anyone seen it? Yeah. So it yeah. was it. Yeah. It was Insidious. the one movie left for me to watch, and I never got round to it. I, oh, I, you should, so... yeah. It should. Yeah. It's one of those ones that I'm surprised no one brought up. It's, well, I, um, think, I think if you watch the other James Wan one. Yeah, but I think if you're watching The Conjuring and Sinister. Insidious kind of pales next to them. Oh, I completely disagree. I think it's absolutely terrifying, 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 and it's it's completely devoid of any, completely devoid of any CGI. There's this, there's barely any effects in it at all. It's all makeup and sound design, and it was shot on such a tiny budget. It was like just over a million dollars and they shot it in three weeks. And it, I mean, it doesn't show that kind of cheapness within it. It was just filmed in a couple of locations um, in one house and then they moved to a second house. And um, the son is, uh, is Patrick Wilson again, who became yeah. a, a sort of a, you know, a, a jobbing actor for a jobbing actor. He became one of James Wan's uh, actors that he used, and Rose Byrne as the as the um, uh, the the mother. And uh, yeah, their son suddenly, there's stuff going on. There's hauntings in the house. There's there's the shadows across the walls. There's the the whispering in the baby monitor, and um, uh, the son um, goes to sleep one night and doesn't wake up the next day and they take him to the doctor. They think, uh, the doctors don't know what's wrong. Uh, he's in a, according to them, he's in a, in a, a permanent coma. Um, so anyway, it cuts to three months later and there's still weird things going on in the house. Um, I think what it does is that it's just, it, it does jump scares in better than any film that I've ever, um, seen, um, with music and, and, um, timing and editing yeah and the music uh is always off off tone the strings are off tone um they're plucked at you know at speed or you know they're scratchy off tone and and then they'll stop and it almost put it pauses at the point you know the apex of the horror and then off to the side you'll see the real horror come up. You're like, there'll, there'll be a demon's face in the corner and there'll be a huge crashing of piano keys. And, I can't you know, handle stuff like that. I can't oh man, you would <laughs> you, too much. Oh, yeah, <laughs> and there's no, no gore, no, no special effects, just no, no um, uh, CGI. There's little, yeah. there's one, one scene of CGI. Um, uh, and it's terrifying. It's absolutely terrifying. All the, all the spirits, um, I mean, I don't want to go too far into it because it's not going on the list, but the boy uh, is, a, is an astral uh, uh, dream walker and he's trapped in the beyond in this place called the further. 
and his father is also um, uh, a dream walker who's, who's uh, uh, forgotten that he, he had this uh, ability by his parents because when he was young, he had the same problem. He was coveted by a demon and the demon wanted his body. So he wanted to take his body when he was off dream walking so that his spirit couldn't get back into his body. Um, and the spirits that they have in there are just so scary. They're so scary. They're, they're just, they remember, resemble puppets, like yeah, marionettes. That, that 1950s face, family. Yeah, it's foul. It's horrible. I hate it. It's their shiny, waxy complexions, like with glass glass contacts in, the, in their eyes. So it looks like they've got glass eyes. Um, and it's, oh man, it's so creepy. There's creepy props in it as well. Like when the investigators come around, the the psychic, the medium um, does a does a séance as 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 you do, and uh, she wants she says I'm going to speak. There's there's the, one of the technicians, he draws um, when when she sees things so that she can speak really quietly so she's all focused and stuff. There's one scene where the camera's like up in the ceiling and she's looking up and you can tell by her face that even she's shifting herself. And, and she's, she's whispering to this guy and he's drawing this picture and the music's like building to a crescendo. And then, you know, the lights go on and then the picture's shown to us and it's this demon in the corner of the room and then, you know, the shadows part and stuff. And then you're back to kind of like, what the hell's going on? Um, and, oh God, it just, it, it really gets me. It really gets me. And I, I don't, it don't often, it doesn't often happen to me um, where I just feel icky from a film um yeah uh, it's, it's a great film and they did it all and it was a pg-13 in america so it may or may not have got i think it's a 15 over here um yeah. but what what they did for 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 that is still so well scary well and if you haven't seen it then then do check it out and yeah. then just quickly just quickly sorry i know the last one time. no 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 go for it yeah um it's totally different this is my the left field one it was a ghost story did anyone watch that didn't catch up with it in the yeah. It's on it my list, been on but... one of, yeah, it will have been on people's lists. I'm sure it popped up on Google and stuff like that. But it's not really a horror film um, in, in the sense that it's not scary at all. Um, basically, it's like a, it's, it stars Casey Affleck. Uh, it's relatively recent, 2017. And this is what I mentioned earlier when I was texting you guys I, I was, uh, in the group saying that I'd never been moved to oh. tears by a horror movie. And it's, 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 it's just a beautiful love story. It, it's one that I've I've wanted to watch for a long while and and missed. Yeah, I, I remember yeah. the posters. At, it's, of, it's gorgeous, of, gorgeous yeah. film. I, again, it's very art house. It's going to be divisive if you don't like slow, deliberate shots, um, deliberate framing, deliberate scenes that take their time and almost take too much time. Then um, you won't perhaps like this. But you know, this the themes of loss, remembrance, love time it's a bit of a mood piece um basically Casey Affleck is a musician we 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 go we go into the the first scene and he's he's he's, he's in a um uh, a uh, an embrace with his his partner on the sofa and they're chatting and um um very deliberate kind of like pans across them and then they're in bed uh, similarly they're asleep they hear a bang in the piano they wake up he gets up he goes have a look she comes out wrapped in a, in the bed sheets nothing there again slow pans they go back to bed um 
and then it's this incredibly intimate framing where the camera stays for about two or three minutes on them just slowly kissing you think they're going to make love you think they're going to you know they're going to get into each other's arms and that you know as one thing leads to another um, but they don't they just fall asleep in each other's arms it's beautiful um and the next day there's a tragedy um and I don't know, I don't know how much to say to spoil. I don't want to spoil the movie. I think that's, I think that's pretty good. <laughs> yeah, I mean, Casey Affleck's not in it, not not visually in it very often. He, he's underneath a sheet, um, and this is classed as like the, the you know it was it was known as the the film where Casey Affleck spent walking around in a in a, a Halloween ghost sheet. Um, but it's just beautiful and and it's haunting and it's slow and deliberate and. I know you won't like this, Paul, but it's very Terence Malick. <laughs> it's very existential, um, and I, I loved it. And, and by the end of it, I was absolutely in tears. Um, um, it goes, it goes through, it goes through time. Time. We we see we see um, death and haunting. That you know, the, this ghost is haunting a house, but we see it from his his perspective uh, or her perspective, not to give it away. His perspective, and um, uh, it's. It gives us that point of view that we don't, wouldn't necessarily get. We're watching his life that would have been, uh, sorry, her grief through him who's dead. And we're watching him from above, like as an observer. And so we're seeing it as a, even like an objective point of intimacy. It's very weird, but at the same time, extremely moving. Um, and time moves differently. So as, as the film progresses, um, she eventually, his, his, his grieving partner eventually moves on and we get a second half of the film. It's, it's a different thing entirely. Um, and it's just devastating to see, and it comes full circle and we go into the future and we go back into the past and he can't move very far from the spot because he's waiting for something. He's waiting for this bit of information that she's promised she would leave when she left the house in a small crack in the wall. And he can't get it because he's stuck behind this sheet that he's wearing and he's trying to find it and he can't leave this earth he's decided not to leave this earth until he can get hold of whatever's in this piece of paper um it's just beautiful beautiful film so if anyone fancies something that is a little bit different uh a ghost a ghost story 2017 watch it nice nice strange, strange. um sorry i think it was also directed on. by the guy who did the lighthouse uh no it wasn't it wasn't Isn't um it? it was a different guy yeah no the guy who did the lighthouse did um the witch did you ever see the oh, witch? That's it. yeah the sorry witch. yeah um I, I only had a i had a couple of uh, uh so i really like what lies beneath um it, it, it's it's more it's more uh i don't know hollywood mainstream uh horror but i enjoyed michelle pfeiffer and uh harrison ford um and that ghost tale, um, uh, uh, and this was one that it, it would be uh, debatable, especially for Chris, whether it qualified or not. But um, I throw it out there: anybody who's not seen it, um, the cabin in the woods. Um, yeah, it's a good film. It, it is an excellent movie. It's a meta movie. It has apparently a lot of references to the movie that has made this list that I haven't seen in the Evil Dead. Oh yeah, um, yeah, yeah, and it, it, but. Um, it was sold on being a horror cabin in the woods movie. That's what the traders were. And it really isn't. Um, it, there's so much more going on. Um, and the, the end half of the movie 
is excellent. Um, yeah. It's well worth a watch if anybody hasn't seen Cabin in the Woods. Um, but I think it just falls slightly outside the realms of a direct haunted house movie. Um, so they would they would have been a couple that I would have uh, considered. Also, I haven't seen it in, in a, since it came out, but um, the orphanage Guillermo, Guillermo del Toro's um, the orphanage um, is a uh, is a very good movie. Um, it's in Spanish. Um, so you have to read some subtitles. But is um, that, sorry, mate, is that the I Devil's Backbone? Uh, no, uh, the because orphanage the, itself, I don't think it, your orphanage the is J. A. Bayona. Yeah, you are right. I think Guillermo produced the yes. orphanage. I believe. Right sorry. Right. Yes. Yes. So, yeah. Um, it, but the orphanage is 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 worth a watch as well. Um, right, guys. We've got. Can, we've I, got can a, I shout out? Can I just shout out, 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 out one more um, from on. from another uh, the Babadook? You know, we did the Babadook, uh, and that was a that was a, a, just a shout because it's a female director, the Babadook, Jennifer Kent, and she's Australian. Another uh, female Australian director, Natalie Erica James, did a film called Relic, which um, again I posted for you guys earlier on this week. Um, I haven't got anything to say about it, but Relic. Uh, uh, 2020, it was, it was out last year. Um, uh, it's got a very dark subject matter in the fact that it's about um, uh, dementia, and they use that that uh, that uh, that uh, topic in, in such a way as to um, frame the horror around. Um, and it's very good. It's uh, it's quite short, uh, but check it out. Relic 2020. Nice, nice. All right, guys, we've got narratives down. Um, we have. The Conjuring, The Woman in Black, Poltergeist, Beetlejuice, Stir of Echoes, Evil Dead 2, and Paranormal Activity. Um, I'm coming round. Uh, Chris, what doesn't make that list? Um, what, so just, just take three off one, straight away. One, one film off that you, or your one film off that you you don't think deserves to be on that. Well I've I've not seen Stir of Echoes so there by default. That... Ollie? Yeah, Stir of Echoes I could concur. Uh, John. Uh, paranormal activity. Okay, yeah because yeah. yeah and Matt. Uh, paranormal activity. Okay. Um <laughs> I would have said paranormal activity as well. Um, so that's three votes. Paranormal activity doesn't make this list, guys. Um, I've already got Chris and Ollie's Stare of Echoes. Uh, John, of what's left? Evil Dead 2, Beetlejuice, Poltergeist, Woman in Black, The Conjuring, and Stare of Echoes. Stare of Echoes. That's three votes to Stir of Echoes. So Stir of Echoes loses it off this list, guys, uh, which is a shame for me, but because um, it was my number one. But anybody who hasn't seen Stir of Echoes, Ollie and Chris, I would very much recommend it. So we have a top five, guys. We have The Conjuring, The Woman in Black, Poltergeist, Beetlejuice, and Evil Dead 2. Uh, let's go around. What is number five on that list, Matt? Stir of Echoes. No, it's gone already. It's oh, gone it? already. It's gone. Yeah, Stir of Echoes is gone. I am listening. The Thundering, The Woman uh, in Black, Poltergeist. The Woman in Black. The Woman in Black. black. Uh, John. Evil Dead 2. Uh, Ollie. E Evil Dead 2. I haven't seen it. Yeah. Um, I, I, I'm, I'm 
got to say Evil Dead 2 as well because I haven't seen it. Um, so that means that Evil Dead 2 is number five on our list. Um, Chris, because you didn't get a vote there. Of the four that's left, uh, Conjuring, Woman in Black, Poltergeist and Beetlejuice. What makes it? Uh, Beetlejuice would be my uh, four. Your next pick. Matt? Oh, sorry. We've got the Conjuring, Poltergeist, Beetlejuice. What's the other one? Or is that a woman, <laughs> woman in black? Woman in black. A woman in black again. Yeah, sorry. Yeah. Um, John. A uh, woman in black. Uh, Ollie. Woman in black. And I would have said the woman in black as well. So the woman in black is our number four. Um, we've got the Conjuring, we've got Poltergeist, and we've got Beetlejuice. Um, John. Poltergeist. Poltergeist. Chris. Beetlejuice, you've already said, haven't you? Beetlejuice, so, yeah. Yeah. Um, Ollie. Poltergeist. Matt. Um, Beetlejuice. I would have said Poltergeist. So Poltergeist is number three. Um, I already know Matt and Chris have said Beetlejuice. Um, so, Ollie, Beetlejuice yeah, or Beetlejuice. Conjuring? Yeah, Beetlejuice. John? Uh, number two for Beetlejuice. Okay. Which means that our number one movie in the Haunted House genre is The Conjuring, guys. The Conjuring makes it at number one. Number Where did two, Evil Dead go? Evil Dead went five. at five, five. I'm afraid. Um, oh, but I think, unfortunately... I know. Where was the unfortunately, show? <laughs> unfortunately, Evil Dead had made... It luckily made the list, Chris, but it had two people that hadn't seen it in me and Ollie. So, yeah. um, hence why it ends up at number five, I'm afraid. So, number one, The Conjuring. Number two, Beetlejuice. <laughs> number three, Poltergeist. Number four, The Woman in Black. And number five, The Evil Dead 2. Guys, that's our list. Wow. Definitive. That can't be argued with, can it? I I look forward to the outrage comments. Yeah. Uh, (laughs) I'm with you here, Chris. I'm with with you here, Chris. Uh, I'm not not sure I agree with that list. Uh, well, no, but that, that's the beauty of our show. It's, uh, it is the it's, beauty. It, it is what it is. It is. Yeah, no it, is yeah. it is the five of us. Um, and uh, yeah, th- there was, I only had... It's ratified now. I only had one of those movies in my top five um, of the initial list that I made. So, um, so yeah, so th- it's, it's very different, um, a very different list to the one that I made. Um, it did... How many did we all make, Matt? How many? How many of of our five would have made your five? Uh, one. One as well, Ollie. Yeah, one. Two. Two. I they were the, they were the top two. I th- uh, did you not have the woman in black on your initial list? Steve? I did, but it was sort of it was outside, like in the ballpark. Yeah. yeah. Um, Chris. Two. Conjuring two. and uh, Evil Dead Two. And John. Um, I had three in my top five. There you Ooh. go. So yeah, John, 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 the most successful this week with uh, three of your top five represented. So there we go. But hopefully, I think we we've given everybody a lot of things to watch, including ourselves. Um, we've uh, we've shone a light on a lot of uh, a lot of horror movies. Um, 
I which is what the that. characters in the film should be doing, isn't it? They should be switching <laughs> the lights on. The light. If you go in the room, switch the bloody <laughs> light on. Stop doing this to me. Unbelievable. Um, I'm going to shine a light on our social medias. Uh, we are on Twitter. We are on Facebook. We are on Instagram. All at Five on Film Podcast. Guys, tell us if you're enjoying this. Tell us what we should do next. Um, ideas will be brilliant. Um, I'm going to wrap this up. Anybody, any, any last words, John? Um, yeah. Um, keep an eye on out on the social medias. Uh, a couple more essays regarding uh, haunted house films, um, including one about uh, a particular film recommend. Well, pointed at me by Don't a certain Mr. Hines. Um, for the me. film you definitely don't need to watch ever, ever, nice. ever. Nice. Uh, Matt, last words. Uh, all, all I can say is if, you, um, if you've listened all the way through, make a note of all the films that didn't make the list and please do watch them because we do have some very genuine underrated movies. That, and that's what this is all about at the end of the day is for yeah. people to enjoy movies and to uh, gain a, a more uh, eclectic range of films for them to watch. And then the right. recommend to other people as well. Well put. Chris? Uh, as the Amityville Horror House said to Father Delaney, get out! <laughs> <laughs> nice. And Ollie? That was, that was creepy. Um, yeah, thanks to everyone that's uh, listened so far. and th Thanks for the feedback we've got. But we do kind of try and shape our next podcasts um, in the podcast in the future based on what you guys say um and yeah so thank you everyone for listening and giving us feedback excellent um and then our announcement for the next episode um we are going to have a guest on our next episode one of our one of our regular crews tagging out and we have a guest coming in and our guest has picked this week the next week's topic and that next week's topic is going to be john hughes movies we're going to go lighter in time we're going to edge more towards the comedy and uh john hughes is our subject of the next Five on Film. I do hope you'll join us. All views expressed in this podcast are that of the individual and do not represent the views of any entity whatsoever which they have been or will be affiliated with in the future.